0: Anima figures are important female characters in dreams who appear at significant times in our lives. Often supportive, but sometimes negative, they always lead us deeper into interiority and soul somehow. From dreams of generous women to ex-girlfriends in treehouses, pretty blonde rescuers to wise women working spells, I'll show you how to make sense of the language of dreams. Hello, and welcome to The Stuff of Dreams. I'm your host, Amy Lawson, And I'm a practicing pediatrician with an M.D. who will also have a Ph.D. in Jungian and Archetypal Studies, as soon as I finish my dissertation. My goal is to connect you with your dreams in a more fun and meaningful way so that you can interpret the messages your unconscious is sending. This week's topic is anima figures in dreams. And although the basics are easy to understand, I have to admit that this is one of the more controversial ideas in Jungian psychology. Much of the reason for that stems from the fact that Jung was writing in the early and mid 20th century. And as such, he was a product of his time and his culture, just like we all are. It's hard to separate ourselves from the culture and the context that we grew up in. When Jung first talked about the anima, he defined it as the inner feminine side of a man. And he talked about how Men have anima and women have animus. So the the masculine aspect of a woman was called animus. So one of the main complaints that some people have about Jung is how he thought about people in a gender stereotypic way sometimes. The point is in his books, the anima was present only in men and the animus only in women. And today that's thought to be probably too narrow of a view. Uh, We've talked a lot on this podcast about how we need the balance of masculine and feminine, no matter what our gender is. The more balanced and less one-sided we are, the more integrated we are. So we need to learn how to use both our masculine and our feminine sides. So because of that, I think that women have an anima too. I think that we all have both anima and animus, and that those terms are really used for deeper parts of us that are a bit more toward the unconscious, Not quite part of our everyday egos or personas, but they're made up of those either masculine or feminine characteristics that we need to confront and integrate and develop more so that we can move more toward individuation and wholeness. So you'll see that of the four dreamers we'll talk about today, two are men and two are women, but they're all having dreams of anima figures with some similar characteristics. Because really, to me, anima figures are female figures that are spiritual guides somehow. Not literally, they aren't always telling you in the dream that they're trying to lead you to spirit, but they're supportive feminine presences who somehow lead us closer to soul. They lead us deeper into ourselves somehow. They represent or bring out parts of us that involve those more feminine characteristics we've talked about, like connection and slowing down and groundedness and focusing on the interior as well as the exterior world and i think that's enough of me trying to tell you about it why don't we just get into these dreams because i think that they will illuminate things a lot better than me trying to give you any more theory sorry sometimes i just can't help myself okay so here's the first dream it comes from a female dreamer on reddit and as always i have permission from the dreamers to use these dreams I had a dream that I was walking through a wealthy neighborhood and noticed a sliding glass door at the front of one of the houses. I slid it open, saw no one was there, and took a long shower. When I was done, I heard women in the room outside the bathroom happily chatting. When I got out, they offered me food and a change of clothes. They treated me like they knew me and they didn't want me to leave when I said I was going to go. They were almost all around the age of 25 to 30, but one in particular was in her mid-40s at least. What could that mean? Pause here if you want to think about the dream on your own first. So this dream is set in a wealthy neighborhood, and what does that make us think about? That feels like she's traveling through a place that is rich in resources. This dream would feel much different if it started out in, you know, a poor, run-down area of town but she's walking through a wealthy neighborhood and she sees a house with a sliding glass door on the front. And so she goes in. That image is a little different than usual, right? How many big houses do you know that have sliding glass doors in the very front? That's usually something that's, you know, a side door or a door into the backyard because the sliding glass door suggests, you know, that it's clear that you can see inside. And most people don't want the inside of their houses that visible to anybody walking through on the street. So I think that image, too, of the clear sliding glass door on the front of the house is a positive thing because it feels like it's more inviting. It feels like this house has nothing to hide. It feels like this house wants to be, you know, inclusive or welcoming or wants to let people see inside it. And it also seems important that the door is unlocked, right? You would expect that in a nice neighborhood, the front door of a house, especially if no one's visibly there, is going to be locked, but it's not. She's able to open this transparent sliding glass door. It's accessible to her. And I think that means that she's going to be able to easily access whatever is inside. It would feel very different if she was having to break into this house, but instead it's freely open to her. And so often, you know, we talk about houses as representing the psyche. But in this dream... The first image is walking through a wealthy neighborhood. So to me, I think it feels like this whole neighborhood is symbolizing the dreamer's psyche and that she's walking through a particularly you know, rich or fertile area that's full of possibility. She doesn't enter her house, so it's not, you know, her conscious ego, the place where she usually is functioning from. But she finds this house all the same that looks inviting and she feels free to enter this sliding glass door. So what does she do next? She takes a shower, a long shower. And I like that image too. Of course, there's, you know, the water is often the unconscious. So she's contacting the unconscious somehow, letting the water run over her. But also taking a shower has that feeling of getting ready for something. It has a feeling of cleaning and purifying could almost have like a ritual kind of meaning. There are a lot of rituals and ceremonies where people are supposed to be cleaned first. So that act of going in this house and taking a shower to me signifies that she's she's open, she's clean, she's purifying herself, she's ready for, for whatever's going to come next. And she hears women in the room outside the bathroom and says they're happily chatting. So this sounds like a Another positive image of, you know, women friends who are just talking and enjoying each other. She doesn't know them, but when she gets out of the bathroom, they accept her. They offer her food and a change of clothes. They're giving her those resources that were hinted at when we started this dream in a wealthy neighborhood. Feeding her means they've prepared food for her. They have done that alchemy and chemistry in the kitchen, and they're offering her nourishment and something that can sustain her. And they're also offering her a change of clothes. I think that's an interesting choice of words. Uh, We didn't know that she needed more clothes or anything. It doesn't sound like she's, you know, on vacation or lost or somewhere where she doesn't have access to her normal clothes. So this image of them offering her a change of clothes seems like a detail that sticks out a little bit to me. In dreams, clothes often symbolize our covering. They symbolize what people can see about us, our external appearance. And that often equals the persona. Our persona is like a mask that we project to the world. It may not be representative of our real true inside self, but it's what we present that other people can see us by. I'll say that I have a a customer service persona sometimes that I have to put on at work if I'm having a bad day or there's someone who I'm just not really connecting with. I'm not allowed to to show my real and true feelings sometimes. I have a persona that I can rely on when I need to, to keep me professional and keep me warm and empathetic and effective at my job. Customer service representatives are all persona, right? They aren't allowed to show us any of their emotions, even though they're probably just getting yelled at on the phone all day. So personas can be something that are really useful. I mean, yes, in a way they're false or fake because they don't necessarily represent our truest thoughts and emotions, but they're a necessary part of dealing with the world. So I'm not saying personas are bad. But back to the dream, when these women are offering her a change of clothes, to me that has the connotation of offering her a different persona or a different way to present herself. She's just showered and presumably changed back into the clothes that she came in with. But these women are saying, it's okay to change that. Here's something different. Try these on instead. And she says they treated her like they knew her. So if we usually look at dream characters as parts of ourselves rather than other people in real life these women are all you know more supportive parts of herself that she's not directly in contact usually that she wouldn't that she doesn't feel like she knows them all that well but they know her and that makes sense if they live in her psyche they know her even if she's not as connected with them And she says, you know, most of the women were in their 20s or so, but the one in particular that she remembers was in her 40s. And often for women, I think that anima figures are a little older than them because they can be then that figure of older, wiser, more mature wisdom. And it seems like this older woman is kind of the leader of this band. And the dreamer mentions that these women didn't want her to leave when she says she's going to go and leave this house. So she's clearly found a place where she's very welcome. They want to feed her, nourish her, give her clothes, talk to her, be her friends, and welcome her to this new house that she's visiting. So to summarize, she has found this house, gone in and taken a shower, and then found these women. And I think that the overall message is that it's available to her, there's the potential for or Something's really happening right now where if she immerses herself in the waters of the unconscious symbolized by the shower, cleans herself, purifies herself, goes deeper into these unknown parts of her psyche represented by this neighborhood and house that are not hers, that she'll have these supportive women and especially the older anima figure who will welcome her and help to take care of her during this time of learning somehow. Because remember That we've talked about, often dreams are compensating for something. They're compensatory. They're trying to balance something that's happening in our conscious lives. And so I wonder what's going on for the dreamer right now in real life that her unconscious feels like she needs this message of support. I would guess that it means that somehow she's feeling unsupported or like she wants to do something new but is afraid to, doesn't have the support to do it. And so I think this is a message from her unconscious saying, go ahead, try out these new neighborhoods. You have more allies there than you think. So that's the interpretation that I sent her. And here's how she responded. I'm speechless and clueless on how to acknowledge this eerie interpretation you just gave me for free. Every single piece of what you said connects back to what I imagine my unconscious is trying to tell me right now. I'm going through a period of needing to believe in my ability to survive fruitfully, while also experiencing the loss of a male energy that was wealthy in opportunity and assured me of my worth. I'm in a predicament where I'm learning how to not only own my life, but also own my future. It is not shocking that you say this older female is my anima figure. That's how she felt. Astonishing, honestly. Thank you so much. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, She says right now, you know, she's needing to believe in her own ability to fulfill herself because she has lost a male figure that was metaphorically wealthy and from whom she got her opportunities and sense of self-worth, it sounds like. That really makes sense why her unconscious would send her this image of a wealthy neighborhood that was open for her to access and why the dream chose supportive female characters instead of male characters. I think the dream's saying, you don't need another man to give you these things. You need to find them in yourself, and you need to find them in relation to something closer to yourself, something feminine, like this anima figure in this group of women who has accepted her. So I just think this is a beautiful dream, showing how so often the unconscious knows what we need, and is able to provide that even when it's hard for us to consciously know how to get what we need. Okay, so now let's switch to the anima dream of a male dreamer. Here's the dream. The dream started in a forest where my ex-girlfriend and I hollowed out a tree and built a tree house. Then it was up to me to paint the inside. The entire time, she was judging my techniques, so I just finished the job and left, and then suddenly I was alone in my backyard. I looked out into my yard and saw someone sitting on the grass with a laptop. It was someone I couldn't recognize, and I felt romantic feelings. I helped her write her essay, and then I woke up. I have a few ideas of what it could mean, but the treehouse with an X is the part that confuses me. So what strikes me about this dream are the opposites that we can see in the dream geography and in the characters involved. So the dream starts in a forest where the dreamer and his ex-girlfriend have hollowed out a tree and built a treehouse. That image of hollowing out the tree seems like modifying something natural to make room for human habitation, right? And the treehouse is elevated. It's located up it's not grounded. It's located high up off the ground, perched in a tree. And the dreamer's job is now to paint the inside of the tree house. To me, it seems like this progression is moving from the purely natural tree to more and more man-made. It started out as a whole tree, and now we've hollowed it out to make room for people, and they're even painting the inside so that it doesn't look natural anymore. So he's making these modifications to the treehouse as his ex-girlfriend wanted. But the whole time he says she was just judging his techniques. And so he just wants to be done with it. He finishes the job and leaves because she was being critical. So now in the way of dreams, we have a sudden jump from the treehouse in the forest to him being alone in his backyard. So that feels like moving closer to home, right? We were in a, in a forest and now it's behind his house, and he looks out into the yard and sees a girl sitting on the grass with a laptop, someone that he doesn't recognize but feels romantic feelings for. And she's writing an essay, so he helps her with it. Well, I see two pairs of opposites of this image compared to the first dream image. First of all, we have a girl who's happy sitting in the grass rather than building a treehouse up in the trees, so she already seems more grounded. And he's drawn to her instead of pushed away by his ex-girlfriend's criticism. And he's connecting with her through writing an essay. So it seems like a connection through ideas rather than his ex-girlfriend who gave him tasks to do and then criticized him about how he did them. So putting it all together, I wonder if this dream is... A comment by his unconscious about how his prior relationship required him to be ungrounded, required him to be up in his head, modifying his natural habitat somehow, symbolized by modifying that tree. Whereas this new girl who he's attracted to is happy sitting on the grass with her laptop, and they're able to connect over her mind and her work and her essay. In a way, I think that both the female figures in this dream could be considered anima figures, one more negative and one more positive, but they're both leading the dreamer toward new understandings about himself, and that really is the work that the anima tries to help us do so the ex-girlfriend anima figure is showing him parts of the feminine that he doesn't want to deal with the more superficial or needing to be focused on the appearance of places and remodeling the treehouse and making everything look just right and also that criticizing judgmental feminine presence she's more grounded she's just herself Those characteristics are pushing him away from this particular dream figure, as they probably pushed him away from this person in real life. But they're helping him learn what is deeply important to him, which is symbolized by the second anima figure, the girl in the grass. The feminine presence who is grounded, who's willing to just sit in the grass and have a simple interaction. The feminine presence who is interested in ideas and thoughts and the creation of this essay together. So, you see how there can be negative and positive sides of the anima, but if we can read into them, we can get information from them about what's really important to us. So, that's the ideas that I got from the dream, and I sent those to him. And he wrote back, Damn, I got chills reading that. Beautifully written and a very good interpretation. I love your view on the treehouse being up in my head because that's essentially what that entire relationship consisted of. I never felt like myself around her. I love this. Thank you. My critical inner voice is telling me not to read you guys the really nice comments that I get because it sounds egotistical or something. But I don't read them for that purpose. Although, of course, it makes me feel good if people appreciate my interpretations. But I'm just trying to show you how much energy and emotion there is in these dreams and how much it impacts people when they can really be connected with the meaning and start to believe that their unconscious is sending them these incredibly wise messages if they can only interpret them. All right, I've been really looking forward to this next segment and I hope it will be super interesting for you guys too. I have a friend who I connected with through Dream Interpretation several months ago, and because we've been having these ongoing conversations, we've been able to follow his dreams and the progression of the anima figures as they've changed over time. So I'm going to give you little snapshots of the anima figures in six of his dreams. To give you just a little bit of background, he's a single male who has recently really started trying to pay attention to bettering himself mentally and psychologically by reading more and living more deliberately and really trying to set out to create a life rather than just being content with the way things have always been. So one of the first dreams that contained an anima figure simply consisted of him walking upstairs behind this beautiful girl that he could only see from the back. He never saw her face. I think he said this was the first dream he'd had of a desirable female character like this, at least since he started paying attention to his dreams. And so because that was new for him, we started talking about the masculine versus the feminine and what it meant to start seeing these desirable female characters all of a sudden. And he was someone who was much more comfortable in his usual, you know, more masculine ways. And so that was a bit of a stretch at first to try to figure out where in his life the feminine was coming in a bit more than before. But then he was able to come at it through a lens of connection because we started talking about how he hadn't really felt like he was caring about many people before, maybe not even himself but recently he's started caring more for himself and really taking pains to connect more with members of his family. He talked about how he's taken on a role of checking in on certain family members and trying to cheer them up during the pandemic when everybody's feeling very disconnected. And so he feels like he's trying to, you know, improve his whole family as well as himself. And he told me that he was done with being self-destructive and He was really becoming more aware of of how powerful his words and actions are and learning how to be more agreeable and consider people's feelings more. And so that makes perfect sense to me that a, a change like that of going from focusing on the self or maybe not even really focusing on himself to focusing on not only himself, but his place in the family and his power to help them stay connected A change like that could be symbolized by this new appearance of the feminine, of an anima figure in his dreams. But then in the next dream, the female figures were very small in the dream, less than three feet tall. And the main one he interacted with was round, almost shapeless. And she was not kind to him. She was talking about how he wasn't one of the more desired guys around But maybe she could be interested, even though others weren't. And so he rejected her, thinking, well, I don't need you. If you don't like me, I'll find something better. So at least he's face-to-face and interacting now, which is a little closer than just looking from behind like before. And the point isn't to belabor details, but this dream happened in a changing room near a swimming pool so there were those connotations of water the unconscious changing transformation so that made it pretty clear that this was an anima figure even if it was a negative one but as opposed to the prior dream where he just felt happy and longing for this figure that was beautiful but he could only see from behind now the current dream figure the round disagreeable one is judging him and so he rejects her too And I think this really probably symbolizes that complicated relationship with the feminine that someone can have when, you know, they really haven't been focusing on those more connected parts of themselves before. I think change can be really disruptive to our psyche, even if it's, you know, change in the name of good or positive progress. So the unconscious can send conflicting messages about whether or not he really wants to connect with the feminine more deeply or not. Because I should probably reiterate here, the point isn't to make all men more feminine and to make all women more masculine. The point is to bring balance and for us to cultivate both sides or all sides of our personalities so that we can use them when it's appropriate, so that we can feel more integrated inside our minds instead of like different warring parties, so that we can choose whatever part of ourselves will best help us to function at a particular time or solve a particular problem, whether that's toward the more masculine end of the spectrum or more feminine, because they're both called for. So the next dream that had female characters in it, there was a female cashier in a candy shop that he had a positive interaction with and he thought they were really making a connection. So he went back the next day only to find out that she had just been being professional and didn't actually have any real interest at all. He got upset and then two beautiful blonde girls came to his rescue and lifted him up like he was weightless. So we have the more negative figure that was only being nice to him because of her customer service persona. But then his two beautiful rescuers were able to lift him like he was weightless, which seems like an image of helping him to unburden himself. Um, They're lifting him up spiritually, making him feel good instead of rejected or embarrassed. So that seems like a more positive anima figure image that's showing him how the feminine can be supportive as well as rejecting. The next feminine image a few weeks later came to him at a time when he was upset in a dream and... She hugged him to her and let him cry, and he felt safe and loved in her presence. So you can see that the feminine images, the animal figures are getting more supportive and less negative, which to me suggests that he's starting to trust a little bit more that the feminine isn't just out to get him, but that it can support him through hard times sometimes, that he doesn't have to do that masculine thing of, you know, gritting your teeth and fighting through the pain and sadness. You can give into it and feel it and let parts of yourself support you too. In the next dream, the female figure was a pretty blonde, thin, waif-like person who started confessing her love to him, telling him that she'd never approached him before because it seemed like he ignored her. So she just was loving him from afar. But now she's come to him And she actually lays down in front of the front door to his house crying, like overcome with emotion. And so he's able to go over to her and cautiously give her a hug. She's happy that he's noticing her and they end up kissing. And if this isn't a perfect metaphor, I don't know what is. I mean, here's this figure who tells him blatantly in the dream, she feels like he's been ignoring her. So she's only loved him from afar. Don't you think that's probably how the feminine sides of a lot of men feel? That they've been ignored. They haven't particularly been valued or approached or used. But they're still part of the same psyche. They're still metaphorically loving these men from afar. But now that this dreamer is really trying to better himself and do some inner work, she comes to him and wants him to notice her. And they're able to connect physically in the dream, which, of course, symbolizes connection in the psyche as well. She's literally on the doorstep into his house. She's there. She's available. She doesn't want him to go deeper into his psyche, into his house without her. She wants to get his attention. She's physically located at that boundary between outer world and inner world, between the outside in the dream and his house or psyche in the dream which is exactly where anima figures live. They help us to mediate between our conscious and our unconscious as we bring more things up and do inner work. He brought up a theory that she probably looked kind of weak and thin and undernourished because he hadn't been paying attention to her before. So she wasn't very confident, didn't approach him before. That's how she was feeling at the time. And I think that's totally true. Although I do think that anima figures have a lot of power in our psyche You know, that may not be the way that they approach some men, especially if they don't want to scare them off. Probably a really effective technique sometimes for them to not be ordering them around and wielding their power right away, but to just be honest and say they've been feeling neglected but still want some connection. And then the most recent dream that he had with female characters was at a party where there were several beautiful women sitting around on couches and he was able to go up to one of them and take her hand and lead her off. And that's a progression from before, right? Because both parties are more confident and it's a more equal interaction where they're both just able to come together effortlessly and join hands and go off to do whatever they're going to do in the dream. So I think the trend through all these dreams was in the beginning, the anima figures were unapproachable. The very first one, he couldn't even see her face. Or they were a bit rejecting or somehow unkind to him. And then through the dream progression, they became more and more open to a real equitable connection with him. And I think all that represents the inner work that he's doing, making himself better through reading and the outer work he's done focusing on connections with his family. So that's what you can get when you pay attention to your dreams longitudinally over time. Sometimes you can make a lot more from sequences of dreams than you even can just from a single dream itself. Next, let's welcome Jillian to the program. She has an anima dream that we're going to talk about together. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. All right. So go ahead and read us your dream.
1: Okay. So I was studying magic with a middle-aged woman that I was romantically involved with, and we were in a gorgeous courtyard, and uh, we were casting spells and making our surroundings look like impressionist paintings of flowers. Like, it was really fun and beautiful, interactive. We were sort of in the early courtship phase and uh, really giddy. We were running around, laughing together, having a great time, making everything really beautiful around us. And then she uh, takes out a cigarette and she casts a spell on it. And she says that it's going to make it feel like MDMA, but better. So I take a drag of it and save the rest for later. And it really does feel like MDMA, but better also in the dream. So when it hits me, she starts to teach me a spell involving two silver coins that's supposed to heal me emotionally somehow. I'm not really sure what this means, but it's really weighty and important. So she offers to complete the spell, but it seems like something I should think over very carefully before trying. So I take the rest of the cigarettes and the coins and wander into the flowers on my own. So after a while, I find a guy who's around my own age, so around 30-ish, and things are also romantic with him. We make a plan to run away together, and we break into this gorgeous, huge mansion that we find. The people inside it seem kind of dangerous, though. So I slide down a really long stairwell, kind of curving. And I think he'll follow me, but he doesn't. So I'm incredibly heartbroken about this. And then things get even worse. I can't find the coins or the cigarette. And I also start to crash down from the high of the cigarette and feel like everything is just going terrible around me. I feel an overwhelming feeling of separation and also mourning for who I've lost, both of them. So I wander around the mansion, looking for either of them, and at this point, I realize that they're actually different parts of the same person by now. I can't find them, though, so I also have to be very careful to avoid dangerous people inside the mansion. And eventually, I wind up in a downstairs dungeon where there's a bunch of women chained up and screaming. So I wasn't in imminent danger at this point, but I realized I wouldn't be safe until I was reunited with one or both of them, and hopefully they would be reunited too. And I woke up after wandering around for what seems like an eternity, and I was totally heartbroken. I couldn't find them, so it ended on a bit of a sad note. But there was also like a ton of joy, and it was just very vivid in this dream, like the all the visuals and like the happiness, and it was pretty. Pretty good before the bad ending.
0: (laughs) I love that image of you making everything look like an Impressionist painting with your spells. That really caught me. (laughs) So I talk a lot about dream geography or dream landscapes. And so I think the fact that the initial setting is this beautiful, lush place with lots of flowers and romance really sets a strong tone and then the mansion, you mentioned it was beautiful, but then it was full of these people who seemed dangerous. So that seems like a kind of some opposite. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out about that. So the reason that I thought this is totally an anima dream is because, you know, this, this older woman is not only someone that you're connected with, but she also has magic and does spells. And so what did she feel like for you in the dream? Did she feel like that kind of mentor quality? Well...
1: This is something that hasn't, like, had any basis in my real life, and this was a totally imaginary dream figure, but she was, like, somebody I was just dating, but it was new, but we were, like, already really deeply in love, and there was definitely the mentor aspect of that, but there was something where me being present with her also allowed her to do all these spells, So it was definitely both of us coming together that led to all this magic kind of spontaneously, although she definitely had a lot more to teach me than I had her and her vibe was very warm. Kind of like a bit Earth
0: Mother. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's fascinating that it was the two of you coming together that really made the magic, too. I don't know how much you know about anima figures, but to me, they're figures that are meant to lead us deeper into our inner work and into soul somehow. Mm -hmm. And I think that they live kind of at the border of conscious and unconscious so they can kind of be a go between and help our stuff come up sometimes help us deal with it. And so that's what I'm thinking about with her and her magical abilities. Mm -hmm. And so this seems like it's a really positive relationship with her. And so I don't know when you had this dream. Was it a time in your life where things were coming up where you were doing some inner work or needing to feel supported or what do you think?
1: I would say, yeah, I was making some big changes in my life, and I was lucky to have some positive outside influences with that. But mm-hmm. this was also during a time when I had just dream after dream that was extremely vivid, and like I can remember all the details still. So this just felt like a very important phase of my life for both change and also just getting in touch with my subconscious or unconscious. So, definitely,
0: and that I think makes sense with the MDMA cigarette too, right? Because mm-hmm. that's kind of making things more vivid, or well, I mean, it
1: really did kind of feel like it was a, uh, you know, the the empathogen aspect of it, and also just like you know even as blissful as I was before, it was like that times a million. And also it was like sort of unlocking the next step in the more advanced spells, which would have been the thing with the mysterious two coins that, mm-hmm. like it was almost sort of like a, a power booster that she made us that was also just really fun. And then it got really like a very like alluring proposition, whatever it was that, it you know, cause I didn't understand the spell. And something about me was just like, you know, this. I might not be ready, so let me wait. And that's mm-hmm. sort of a lost touch.
0: <laughs> but it felt like the spell with the two coins was going to fix you somehow yeah. or repair damage or something? Or
1: Yeah, it was so vague in the dream, but it was like all the meaning was just in these coins and how they looked. And, like, there wasn't really any words surrounding it. I just knew that whenever we finished the ritual with the two coins probably merging them together I think even though that wasn't explicitly stated I think that it was probably something where if we merged the two coins together and made that whole that would have just been like such a positive change for me that I might not even be me anymore so if that makes sense.
0: No it does I like all of the doubling layers of the dream then right because you plus her have more magical power and then she's kind of doubled because you realize that the guy and she are the same and then there's these double coins. I like how your dream keeps reemphasizing that theme because often we think about doubles or twins or two sides of things as like it's more than just one plus one equals two like the product of them both is Even more.
1: Definitely. Like everything was exponentiated with all these doubles.
0: Yeah. Oh, I like this dream so far already. I was interested because it seems like the first part of the dream is like full steam ahead. Let's go. Let's make everything more vivid. Do the flowers, do the spells. And then all of a sudden you kind of pull back and are like, hmm, this feels like a big deal. I don't know if I'm going to just do this spell right away. So to me, that feels like a little bit of putting on the brakes or like, am I changing too fast or is all this inner stuff coming up too quickly? Or I don't know. What, what do you have to say about that change in tone?
1: That's definitely a good read. It was something where I was pretty committed to doing it. And that's why I was so devastated that I lost the connections to all these things, as well as like the the coins and the cigarettes. Literally, I had been really committed to doing it at some point. I just thought, you know, this is a really intense, weird experience. You might not be thinking normally. And this is a permanent change. So, you know, maybe just take a minute and think about it. So it was definitely intimidating, and uh, I felt a little ambivalent about it, but in my heart, I was going to do it. You know, it was just a matter of,
0: of you know, feeling ready to a little bit more. That feels very, um, very strong in a way, though. And it feels like you were really connected with yourself. You weren't putting all the power and projecting all the power onto this woman or her spells. You were still able to make good decisions that were right for you without getting swept up in it and i i see like a strength Mm -hmm. in that somehow
1: okay yeah it was disappointing that i didn't i wasn't able to do it in the end though but Mm -hmm. it it seemed more like uh doing due diligence Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't like necessarily fear it was like i I need to be reasonable about the spell
0: (laughs) okay so you're in the flowers for a while and then you meet this guy can you tell me any more about what made you guys want to go to this mansion or and did you walk in or break in or uh, tell me more about that
1: well we broke in and that was pretty fun so when I saw him I kind of had a thought of like, I'm stepping away from this woman who I was already romantically involved with but this guy is also sweeping me off my feet he was you know sort of tall dark handsome mysterious and he had a little bit like sort of mischievous and I could tell that he was sort of in the the magic realm as well We weren't really doing spells, though. He wanted to lead me somewhere. And so we were kind of just running off together and then we found the gorgeous mansion. He took the lead with like, "Okay, we're going to get in. Don't
0: worry. Do you have a sense of what you guys were expecting to happen in there? I don't know, because for me, that was where I started to lose
1: a feeling of being just as in control as the other people in the dreams. So at that point, I got the sense that the mansion was sort of like a uh, representation of my consciousness as well. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of beauty in there. There was a lot of space, but there was also a lot of danger. <laughs> the, and danger it, it, yeah. the stakes were very, Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Well, and mm-hmm. often in dreams, houses or buildings or neighborhoods do represent the psyche. But then it's interesting that this mansion wasn't yours, you know, you had to break in. So that makes me think that you're exploring like parts of your mind that you don't consider yours as much, right? That Because um, mm-hmm. I like the fact that it's a huge, beautiful mansion. So that still makes me think about like, this is like inner resources for you, inner riches, you know, that there are these rich areas that you can explore more, but you had to break in and you oh that's interesting this is making me think more that's interesting we know that both of these figures are kind of the same for you so they're having the same function the woman and the man and it seems like the older woman when she's in that form she's bringing you the magic helping to teach you but it's still kind of she's not directing you so much she's letting you decide when it's time to do something and then when she switches to the masculine form then he takes the lead more. So it makes sense to me then why why the gender had to switch, right? Because we do think of our masculine parts as more aggressive and more making plans and taking the lead and whatever. And so... It seems like it wouldn't be a very feminine thing to break into a mansion. So you need the the masculine figure who's going to like like help you break the door down. I don't know. Does does, there, does any of that resonate? No, I think it does. So it feels dangerous inside. You didn't feel like you were in mortal danger or anything, but the people seemed more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me any more about that? To get back to the
1: initial thing, when we first got into the mansion, there was a little period of time where we were walking around and there were like these high vaulted ceilings with like tons of light. There was more of a repetition of the art that we were making outside. So first we started like, we took a few minutes to look around and be like, wow, this is gorgeous. And then suddenly we noticed that there are people sort of wandering around and they might be sort of like attendants. I don't think that they necessarily lived there. But it seemed like, oh, we aren't supposed to be in here. Mm. And that's when I hopped on the, the rail. It dropped me down really far, kind of like a swirly staircase. And that's where I got more into, like, the basement and the more dangerous areas, even compared to the former.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I like that. Yeah, the the moving down, the direction of down, um, often basements or the lower areas mean the more unconscious areas of your psyche or the areas that you're not nearly as familiar with. So I'm kind of getting the image that the top part of the house then is like the really beautiful part. And then the bottom half is not so much.
1: Yeah, the bottom half, the the memories that I have of how it looked, it was almost like kind of a stereotypical like theater with like the red plush chairs, Mm -hmm. like the red carpeting, a little dingy, kind of dark, some kind of like velvet rope type things. But it seemed Also, sort of like it was a space for uh, the people who worked there. That was also part of what made it so dangerous feeling. I'm like, wow, this is kind of ramping up the stakes here.
0: Okay. And then it's after you slide down the banister that you also can't find the coins or the cigarette anymore, right? Yeah,
1: and I also thought that uh, the guy was going to come with me, so he didn't, and I was all alone, so that was a
0: harsh time. (laughs) Well, yeah, and that seems like a really important image in the dream to me that kind of seems to say the concern about maybe the deeper you go in your psyche, the less access you have to these supports of the woman or the man or the magical objects. Does that feel right?
1: No, that definitely does, yeah.
0: So you're looking for him you're looking for your magical items still and then you find the place where people are chained up
1: yeah it was uh it was only women too uh which is probably important but they were uh chained up and screaming um they were unattended so there wasn't anybody right there who were you know who was going to do anything worse at the moment but um it made me realize like okay, this is actually very dangerous and I have to be very careful here. But I still knew that I had to continue to seek out the other dream figures as well as, you know, the magical items. The sense was that if I could find everything, we could all like kind of come together. But then in the end, I couldn't. And I woke up just heartbroken that I couldn't actually find anybody. But I did at least stay safe and not uh, chained up in a dungeon, which is
0: good, I guess. You know, one Jungian way to look at dream figures is that they all represent different parts of your psyche somehow. And so so that's kind of a dark image. But, you know, some part of you deep in your psyche is identifying with these chained up screaming women. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned that this dream kind of happened at a time in your life when you were starting to make some big changes and do some inner work. So are there ways that that was making you feel like you were uncovering parts of yourself that weren't free or were bound up or chained or something. I'm trying to figure out where that internal dynamic is coming from, where if we see those women who are bound and chained in the basement as parts of yourself, then I'm mm-hmm. wondering whether this new time in your life when you had this dream, when you were thinking about making some big changes whether that was causing you to uncover these metaphorical chained up parts of your psyche that that weren't free.
1: I mean, this might be getting kind of out into very weird speculative territory, but part of me almost feels like with the breaking into the mansion and the sense that there were these employees there, it was almost like, even though I felt like it was related to my psyche, the mansion and everything, it kind of gave me the sense of like, The things that I have set up here and the way that I've allowed it to run and the management and staff that I've hired, they're not really looking out for me right now. And we need to uh, definitely uh, be stealthy around them, but also... I think it was important to see in the end, like why it was so dangerous. So maybe it was something like before the changes that I was making in life, I was kind of running with uh, complexes that weren't really helping me and probably were like shielding me from some uh, really dark things, you know, like the women in chains. Like maybe they were shielding me from that, but in the process, sort of like, you know, still trapping them there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that, that makes sense, but that's sort of where I was what I was feeling about it. Yeah, no,
0: I don't think that's out there at all. I think that really makes sense. I hadn't made that connection with the staff, but you're right. It's like you have, or I mean, I can't say you're right or wrong, but 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 it makes sense to me. I liked it when you said that about, you know, maybe the staff that I have running this part of my mind isn't really doing a good job at keeping me safe. Yeah. And there's also something about, you know, anytime that we are making lots of changes in our lives, that can be really disrupting in our psyche, even if there are changes for the positive, right? Because the parts of us then that we're not going to be using as much anymore, almost sense that as a death and sometimes try to, to get us to change our mind or whatever. So, So yeah, it just feels like between that image of you not quite being ready to do the spell yet with the coins and then discovering the darkness of what's in the basement of this mansion. I wonder if this was a message about, are you going too fast with all of these changes or, you know, something about making you slow down and pull back. What do you think about that?
1: I think that makes sense too, because there was the theme of, it was a huge, profound change to be making. And that was probably necessary to make, but that, that I wasn't ready. And, you know, at first I decided that I wasn't ready But then, as it progressed, even though I tried to actually start that process, I still wasn't ready, you know? And I think that if those figures knew that I was really ready, they would have probably appeared and we could have done whatever it was that needed to be done. That makes sense. And I think that maybe it was just sort of like, a okay, you have a lot of changes to be making and uh, we need to be like slow, careful about them. But also here's why we need to make these changes because of the, uh, the staff that's like working against me in the dungeon. Really dramatic. So. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You talked a little bit about the emotion that the dream left you with, but can you tell us more about that?
1: Yeah, so um, the... The mood changed very drastically once I realized that I lost the uh, the magical items. By the time I woke up, I just felt uh, absolutely devastated and uh, just completely isolated and alone. And uh, like I wasn't really ready to give up looking either, but I had been like wandering this this morbid uh, <laughs> basement area. It wasn't all a dungeon, but it was. You know, I knew that it was the location of the dungeon too. So I was just wandering around there endlessly, and I think that at some points I was hoping to go up to higher levels of the house, and I did make it a little bit further up, but not to the uh, the part with like the beautiful atrium or anything. Mm-hmm. So it was still kind of like subterranean, lonely, but like I wasn't going to give up. Then I woke up, so. That (laughs) no it
0: does so you weren't you weren't gonna give up yeah and so in a way even though the the dream ended on a negative note it still left you feeling kind of motivated or something right sometimes i think that the dreams happen to provoke specific emotions in us and so i wonder if there was something in this that um that was reminding you you know that if you didn't keep trying to find these metaphoric support people and magic tokens, that there really would be something lost.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel like in retrospect, even though it was a reasonable decision at the time to uh, not complete the spell with the with the coins, I think that maybe some of the purpose of the way that the narrative played out is that if there's an opportunity where everything is just feeling blissful and magical and like you have a attempt to do something crazy to like grow in a positive way, maybe don't turn your back on it and like slide down to a dungeon. You oh. Know?
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. So So it could be telling mm -hmm. you, hey, maybe you're too cautious sometimes. That could be a a different flavor of it. Mm -hmm. I love how dreams can work on multiple levels like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. And I also just like to impose meaning in whatever narrative.
0: (laughs) Don't we all? That's why we like dreams. But yeah. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. so interesting. Okay. So... To summarize, it seems like this was a dream that provided you with these anima figures, both the masculine and feminine forms, who were able to support you, teach you spells, give you the items, um, help you break into new parts of yourself. And then it was also about your feelings when you lost them or became disconnected from them, too. And then I think the other important part of the dream was discovering the more dark things in the basement and maybe a little bit of a warning about that there's stuff deep in the psyche that that needs to be dealt with.
1: I, I think that's a great way to sum it up. And also just like the the only other thing, maybe I need like a change
0: of staff in there. I love that metaphor of the change in staff. I want to have a dream like that too. <laughs> you know, I've often <laughs> I've often heard we would never say to other people how badly we treat ourselves in our own heads, right? So that's kind of the flavor mm-hmm. of of this staff in the dream. <laughs> well, that was fun. Yeah, it was good for me. Thank you so
1: much for what you offered too. Like the, the process of talking it out with somebody else there. Like I didn't know like half of any of that. Now I'm like, wow, this all makes so much sense.
0: <laughs> That's the show for this week. In the next full length episode, we'll talk about transportation and modes of transport and what they can mean in dreams. I'll also be releasing minisodes that are 20 minutes or less each Monday. That's my goal right now. Head on over to my website at stuffofdreams.fireside.fm to find show notes for each episode. And you can also find links there to major podcasting apps, my favorite dream interpretation and depth psychology books, our subreddit and my email for sending in your dreams. Thanks so much for listening. And if you liked it, I encourage you to tell a friend about it this week. Let's get more people fluent in the language of dreams. Bye for now. And I hope you dream tonight.